One of the most critical parts of dropshipping is finding winning products. And I see far too many people playing the guessing game and not having any success. So I actually put together this gift for you. It's the ultimate guide to finding winning products. It's actually the same concepts that I use that lead to $1,000 days in dropshipping for me. And there's a lot of people that ask me, so I've actually recorded this workshop that I did in Chicago, and it lays out all the strategies. There's criteria, free methods, paid methods, the works, even some things that even pros don't even know about. And I put this together and bundled it in a gift for you. So all you need to do is go to products.techmoneytalks.com. Go to products.techmoneytalks.com. It's actually my gift to you to help you find winning products. Let the data guide you. It's not a guessing game. It's right there in front of you. Once you see it, it's a numbers game, and it's really awesome. everybody, Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Paul Lee as a special guest on the show. And if you don't know who he is, then you're in for a real treat because Paul was recently featured in Oberlo for his success in dropshipping and has become a major influencer in this space. Paul is an, is an Oberlo verified seven-figure million-dollar producer in dropshipping and continues to raise the bar. Since 2016, Paul has been keeping it real. This brother has been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Paul has been giving back and has helped over 200 people quit their 9 to 5 jobs to live the laptop lifestyle building their own e-commerce dropshipping business full-time. Paul is a self-made, successful entrepreneur and is absolutely crushing it in e-commerce. Time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time, and I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Paul, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is super exciting. Uh, <laughs> I'm awesome. super excited to do this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm excited about it too, man. How'd I do on the intro? Is that okay? No, that was, that, you blew it out the water. That was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, man, for sure. Well, hey, you deserve it, man, for sure, man. You've been absolutely crushing it and really excited to talk talk to you here and, and have you on the podcast. But I would say for the audience, maybe we could take a step back and you can share your journey into dropshipping and e-commerce. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty much my story began in uh, roughly around 2016. Uh I had stumbled upon the dropshipping business model at that time. And uh, before that, I had essentially lost all my savings trying to grow like a beard growth product, uh, like a beard growth cosmetic formulation, lost all my money on that. Um, and then I tried to essentially start an app and I just a lot of, lost a lot of money and stuff. So the dropshipping business model really appealed to me. And um, it really originated from the extreme desire to grow like some facial hair as an Asian guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was ultimately, as you can see, it's ultimately unsuccessful from what I have right now. Um, <laughs> but what was successful from it was that I, I pretty much transitioned that desire into beard growth to like beard care, uh, serving products to guys that already have beards. And it was a mm. multi-million dollar market. So I was like, you know, I might as well drop ship, get my head in the game and drop ship some beard care products. Did that and it actually started to work. And then I actually just uh, private labeled it, put my logo on it actually turned it into like a full-blown like brand 
and then eventually sold it. And then, um, and then uh, I eventually pretty much lost all of the money I had made. So I had to start over and then I tried different business models like Amazon FBA. I tried a whole bunch of different things and I was like, uh -huh. let me just focus on my roots, stick to what is already working, what I'm already really good at. And then I went back to dropshipping and uh, I didn't have to make the mistakes that I had made in my first year. So I just, I was quickly able to scale and, um, and here we are. Wow, man, that's awesome, man. And there's a lot of points to, to touch on there. Uh, for sure. And going back to like the beard story. And one thing that comes to mind here about the, about the beard, do you ever hear that song by the beards where it says, if your dad doesn't have a beard, you have two moms. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever hear that song? <laughs> I, hear, I hear I I didn't know that was a song. I heard that. Uh, <laughs> I saved I saved a clip of it here. Let me see. I don't know if it comes through on the mic. Yeah, I can pick it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I'll play. Maybe I'll edit the podcast and play the actual uh, part of the song if I'm allowed to actually, but. Yeah, I mean, there's actually a YouTube video. I'll send the link, but we'll drop it in the show notes that, yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a really funny uh, music video and it's a group called The Beards. Yeah. And uh, it basically says, uh, the song says, you know, if your dad doesn't have a beard, then you got two moms. And I was just like, okay, cool, man. This is uh, this is definitely yeah, Paul's, uh, Paul's song for sure. Um, but I, I thought it was really cool that, I mean, so you started out and maybe even, share that story, which is that, you know, you started out kind of venturing to like, you know, invest in the product initially, and then you stumbled upon drop shipping to, uh, to supplement. I was wondering if you could dive a little further into that. Yeah. So actually I, um, I first started with a drop shipping business model and then the first couple of products that I had tested, I actually found a winner very early. So uh -huh. I had scaled that product probably about maybe $15,000 or so. And I decided I want to actually invest in this product. I actually want to buy bulk. So I kept it low risk at first, only bought like 200 items. Uh -huh. um, and then quickly sold that out, bought 500, bought 1,000, and then just incrementally increased the kind of investment. Uh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it was a very gradual process. Wow, that's really good. And I like that pattern. And, and actually, you know, maybe you can even share that with the audience because you know, using drop shipping as like a proof of concept, like a stepping stone to invest further. And it, and it seems like that's been part of the pattern of, of your success. And one, you, you know, you sort of, you know, did this with, with the beard business. So maybe even dive into that, like that pattern of, you know, using drop shipping to prove it out. And then it's worth the investment into inventory where, you know, maybe it's technically not drop shipping anymore, but you're, you're building your, you know, e-commerce business to the next level. So <clears throat> people think that dropshipping is a business model. Rather, it's more like just a fulfillment method. So there's many yeah. different areas you can spin into. Some people, like myself included, nowadays, I solely focus on dropshipping because the whole route of private labeling and putting your brand on it and um, building a whole actual brand, it's a completely different business model than dropshipping. It requires like months of negotiation, of getting samples, of, of getting feedback, talking to the right suppliers, making sure that they're trustworthy and things like that. It's, it's a very long-term mindset. You really, really care about the impression of your store, the community, or the, community the customer service, uh, the branding elements. It's, it's a lot different focus as to dropshipping. More like it's just a focus on what's currently trending, what's currently hot. How can I make a good video ad? 
how can I launch these on Facebook ads and quickly test the next product, next product. It, it's, um, it's wildly different. Yeah. But um, I would suggest any dropshippers really understand or really ask yourself, what is the long-term vision? What do you want to build out of this dropshipping? Do you just want to continuously do dropshipping? That's completely fine. Or do you want to transition to this into like a brand? So I think those are yeah. like very important questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So hopefully the audience is catching on to that as like, you know, use it as a, as, as a stepping stone to, to build it even further. And I like what you did with your beard business, which is that, you know, the next step when you were ready to move on, say to the next niche or the next product that you decided to, to sell that business on the exchange uh, platform. So I was wondering if you could kind of uh, share that story with the audience. Yeah. So uh, the first time, whenever you list your store on Shopify exchange, uh, Shopify suggests like a very inflated price. Like they, they suggested I could sell my store for like $90,000 when I only had made like 112,000. So that was a completely, that was a very inflated. Um, so that's just a side thing, but <laughs> it took a lot of, it took a lot longer to sell it than I thought. I thought, you know, I had so many offers and things, but most people are simply not serious or they're just mm. turned off by the business. So it's a lot of months of negotiations, talking to weeks with some person and then they eventually stop, they flake and then talk to the next person, having wow. the uh, different documents, having to, you know, so it's, it takes, it's a very long-term process, but um, yeah. so far it's, it's definitely Shopify Exchange was the easiest platform and they have their Xcrow service. So it's completely yeah. trustworthy. It's, um, it was pretty smooth uh, experience overall, I'd say. And, you know, maybe even explain that, say, for some of the newbies that are listening, like what the Shopify exchange is and or at least, you know, some of the good things about that, at least Shopify is kind of validating the the numbers and the revenue that's going. So, yeah, what's nice about Shopify exchange marketplace, like it has every single kind of business that you can think of, like businesses, a Shopify store selling for like millions of dollars, some as low as two hundred dollars in every industry, in private label brands, dropshipping, et cetera. So, um, you know, if a lot of people want to take the shortcut and buy an existing business, I would say really do your due diligence, make sure that their numbers are right, make sure you know what their nets are. And um, yeah, just really, really, uh, I think it's a good place to buy and definitely a good place to sell your business. So at the end of the day, even though it took months, like you eventually sold it off and was mm -hmm. able to move on there. But that, that's good to know the, you know, the experience, um, you know, sometimes it takes a while. That's pretty cool, you know, at least having an exit strategy. And so hopefully the audience could see that, which is just like uh, that pattern of, okay, you know, you started proving out with some winners and drop shipping, made the investment to get those products. And now you have a, that business worked out and ironed out and you're ready to move on to the next thing. So you list that on the exchange. Now, one thing that I'm curious about is uh, maybe you can kind of share the uh, story. What's the story behind getting connected with Oberlo and and doing the being featured, even being featured on the blog first, and then recently being featured in their uh, in their YouTube? Yeah. So good question. Um, yeah, nobody's really asked me that. So that so I I consider it very very fortunate. I guess that uh, Venetia, she's the one that writes the blogs. She had reached out to me because she saw my store being sold on uh, Exchange Marketplace. Wow. So she just casually mentioned, hey, do you want to do an interview kind of thing? Like, this is brand new. We haven't really done this. 
Uh, I don't know if I was, I don't think I was the first one. I was not the first one, but mm -hmm. she essentially invited me on. She sent me like a huge, a uh, bunch of questions. I pretty much answered them in depth. And then she email blasted that, posted that on their blog. It got a ton of exposure. And I really just kept that relationship alive as opposed yeah. to just like a kind of one and done kind of, you know, networking kind of thing. It's like, I really tried to say, Hey, you know, I have another success story. Hey, I have another valuable piece I learned on black Friday. Like I just kind of suggest like throw myself out there. So then yeah. I got another post when there was a black Friday post, got another post there. And then I eventually got connected with uh, Jessica, the, and I, I, I read or not read, I heard you guys, uh, podcast, like really, yeah. really good podcast. <laughs> Um, She's got a great personality, man. And yeah. what was it like meeting her in person? I'll let you share. And it was like, I feel like she's like a celebrity, man. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I seen her on YouTube and she's like right here in person. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. So yeah, I eventually got connected with her and then she featured me in their Oberlo 101 course. We did like a, a video awesome. interview thing. And I really took my time to like make sure I'm up to standards with their standards. So I had a huge background with you know, good camera, good setup and everything before the interview. I really took it seriously. And, and then, yeah, I just kept that relationship well and alive. And then they eventually invited me to Berlin. So I pretty much just kept the relationship live and well with the Abrolo guys. And then they eventually yeah. flew me out to Berlin. And that was my, my first time actually meeting them and on camera with them. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. Is that the same time where you met uh, Emma Reed and Rodney and Corey? Yeah, that was exactly them. It's funny, like, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't checking my DMs, but they had kept commenting on my pictures. They're like, hey, check your DMs, check your DMs, because, like, that's a <laughs> comment on a yeah. lot of influencers' posts, like, check DMs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we actually all met up, and we just instantly clicked. We are just talking about our, like, experiences with the entrepreneurial journey, with dropshipping journey, our troubles, our, our biggest successes, and we really hit it off very well. And That's great. And, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome man yeah because uh you know emma being a, a previous feature guest yeah. uh and she's been great and and she had mentioned about her experience meeting with you uh meeting with rodney and Corey, and uh and just that whole experience you know seems really cool and it what's even more awesome that you guys connected so much you guys put together like an actual group now right do you want to talk about that yeah, so we joined forces to create Ecom Explorer. So it's a Facebook group right now. It's a free Facebook group. Anybody can join. And the whole idea behind it is that many people just see the upside of dropshipping. They see the uh, Lamborghini. They see all the, the flashiness. And it appeals. Mm -hmm. it, it really appeals to that kind of uh, marketing style. But the truth yeah. is it's very difficult. And there's still things to learn. Even the experts, even like myself, I'm still learning every single day. I, I still don't have it all together. There's a lot of things I'm trying to figure out. A lot of things I do have figured out. So we, we decided that we can all learn from each other. And not only that, but we can learn from others as well. So we kind of want to create this community where it's, we all grow together as opposed to everybody just doing it on their own. And we had the benefit of having four like already verified, already uh, successful dropshippers kind of join forces and kind of leading this way. And uh, that's why we need yeah. Comic Explorers. No, that's awesome, man. And uh, a really great thing. And yeah, I mean, I uh, recently uh, requested to join the group. So awesome. I'll try to participate in 2020 uh, to, to help with you guys. But um, I thought it was really awesome that you mentioned that, you know, still learning because 
I, I also see a lot of people that um, they, they get, you know, paralyzed. They're so busy consuming and they think they need to learn everything 100% before they even take the first step. From my experience and the reality is just like you, you really learn as you're doing as well. You know, you, you want you want to learn from the people that that have done it before you, but also, you know, just through taking action, through building your own business, you also learn by by doing as well. And I was wondering if you could speak to that. Yeah. So my philosophy, I actually learned this from Mark Zuckerberg. He, he has a quote that says, move fast and break things. So you have the benefit of speed and momentum and, and, and that really is super powerful. You're able to build upon your momentum. And I feel like, I, mean, I know that information overload is, is a really big thing. It's analysis paralysis. You have too many decisions. You, everybody's saying, doing this thing, do this thing. You, you have no idea what the direction is. So mm -hmm. I, I really believe that you should listen to advice and stuff from a few select people and listen to it passively when like you're driving or when you're waiting for something or when you're showering or, you know, working out or something like that. But all yeah. the other times you should be in the trenches. You should be, you know, maybe you have a split screen, one video playing and the other screen is your actual tab open. Pause yeah. the video, take the action, pause the video, take the action. Like, you know, people spend months working on their Shopify stores, like the design aspect, that should only take two days. And then you should be immediately product testing. That's like five days product test uh, advertising. That's like, three days, people spend <laughs> months and months. I'm like, you will learn so much. If you just watch the video, play, play one minute of video, pause it, do the action. And you know, just, just, yeah. Like yeah. Incremental steps, you know? And then, uh, yeah, I love that quote actually. That's really cool. And yeah, it goes down to it. So, you know, hopefully in 2020, you know, people just begin to start taking action. One of the things that I wanted to touch on that, that I did catch and I was curious about in your own journey about, you know, the importance of, of mentorship to, to help you through. And, you know, from my view, like, you know, I view mentorship in so many different forms. Some of it's one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Some of it could be like maybe you're, you're following somebody on, on YouTube or another form. Maybe you're listening to a podcast like this. Uh, so, so many different forms of, of mentorship. But I was wondering in your journey, what, what kind of mentorship did you have? Yeah, so I had a couple role models uh, early in the days before Casey Neistat blew up. I essentially followed him. I really loved his work ethic, his drive, his adventurousness. That really influenced me a lot. Uh, in terms of like more business side, Franklin Hatchett, he's one of the OGs in dropshipping. Um, and a couple other YouTubers I, I can't particularly remember right now, but I would always just seek out these business before I even discovered dropshipping before I even had that kind of focus and clarity, I was just focused on mindset. You know, how do I get rid of these limiting beliefs? How do I uh, focus on growth? How do I change my mindset? So I pretty much consumed everything I could about like law of attraction, success, um, you know, think and grow rich, like all that kind of category, all those books. Um, so I never really had like a direct mentor, especially not a personal mentor. It's just a lot of good influences in general, I think. And then yeah. once I discovered dropshipping, then I got more focused with who I actually consume information from. Yeah, no, that's powerful, man. And, you know, I think there's something that is just like, you know, people have their own mental blockers. And part of the reason why, you know, some of the things that, that I'm doing right now to, to help people unblock themselves. So a, a quick like story about what I've been doing. I'm based in Chicago. And I started this meetup group related to e-commerce and dropshipping. And, 
you know, over maybe six months has grown to over 220 members. We've been wow. doing workshops, getting people started, all that sort of thing. But um, one of the things that I realized that people are, con- you know, consuming, but they still have their own mental block about proceeding forward or taking action. And, you know, that's where it led to me, you know, now helping people, you know, get through that, you know, through a series of like either workshops or things like that. But I like that you touched on the mindset of those limiting beliefs and overcoming. So what, what was some of the, what was some of the things that that helped that you overcame to do that? Uh, so definitely it was fear of losing money. And then also uh-huh. fear of, you know, what my parents would say, just, just the backlash of society in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That was definitely huge. That's, that's a major thing that I, people, I think people dismiss. They say, oh, okay, I don't really care what they think, blah, blah, blah. But they're really like when it's literally all of your closest people telling you not to not do it, that, that plays a huge psychological influence on you. It's like, you can't yeah. really, you, do you believe in yourself or not kind of thing like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important that before beginners even focus on learning how to grow the business, they focus on the mindset first, actually understand that, actually convince themselves that they're ready and that they're prepared to essentially go on to this journey and to get rid of all those limiting beliefs and everything like that. And then start going with the business information, like the business, like learning about the business and then taking action. So I really think that mindset is, is the first thing that you should do before you even like learn the business basics and things like that. Man, I think you touched on some hot topics there, which is, you know, uh, I, I see people, you know, getting over those mental blocks where, like you said, the fear of losing money or the fear of what others think. A lot of that are, are reasons why people aren't taking the next step or, you know, they're consuming, but they're not ready to, to stand out and, and really launch their business. Those are like deep topics that, you know, probably can't answer <laughs> the question for the audience, you know, there, but it's something to be mindful of related to learning to change your mindset, you know, books, or was it like a video or what, what were some, rec- what are some recommendations maybe for the audience that they could pick up to adjust their mindset? Yeah. So, um, pretty much a lot of audiobooks. definitely a lot of audiobooks. Uh, a couple of audiobooks I recommend. What the one thing by uh, Gary Keller, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, great one. Think and Grow Rich, obviously, and just a couple, like just a lot of YouTubers here and there. Just I would passively listen to. So yeah, those are great books for sure. I'd say, and you know, even related to yeah, the one thing and Think and Grow Rich, you know, mm-hmm. I reread those multiple times, and it's actually you know a part of the pattern, or at least something that works for me. I don't know if it works for everyone else, but you know, everybody's in their own journey and you're, you're at a different level. So like, you know, now we're in 2020, you know, I mean, would you say you're a different person now with your mindset and everything compared to where you were in 2016 when you started? Right. And now if you read that same book, Think and Grow Rich, you know, you would get things differently out of rereading it that you didn't grasp maybe when you if you first read it in 2016 because you were at a different mindset you were you were a different person at that time Mm -hmm. so like uh you know rereading some of these great books with principles i mean you 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 grab things because you're at a different level um because you've been you know taking action so hopefully the audience catches on to that and and it's even part of the reason why i say even on the podcast sometimes you know re-listen to it you know you take action and then, you know, if you've, you know, found somebody, you've re-listened to it over 
again because you're going to get something that you didn't get before and it's just really powerful <laughs> that's really great is. stuff man yeah this is great for sure so you know what let's even talk about uh like some strategies with with the audience here so i know different uh drop shippers they you know they either do like a general store approach or niche store or like a single product store um, like what's, what's been your approach? Yeah, so I have a good bit of experience in niche stores and general stores, and I almost always recommend general stores for beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to go the private label route, the brand route, then definitely niche. But if you're just trying to hop on trends, hop on winning products, find them as soon as possible and capitalize on them, definitely general stores. Uh, and the one reason why I don't particularly like one product stores for beginners is because it, it's you're kind of, putting all of your eggs in, into one product, so you have to make that product work. It's good because it can kind of train your marketing skills. It can kind of put you in the corner. You have to sell this product. You have to make it work. Yeah. But what happens if you've already spent $500 on ads? It's very hard for that new person to rise above that and to suddenly make something work. That's why I like general stores. Um, and my logic to that is customer watches the video. It entices them enough to click on the link and then your product page entices them enough to buy the product. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. They're not analyzing your store. They're not analyzing your about us page, your collections. Oh, this product is not related to this product. Therefore, they're not trustworthy. They just yeah. look on the landing product landing page and they might go to the homepage, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, great point for sure. And, you know, it's about the ability to test and, you know, maybe even touch on that. Like what's been like your testing strategy to you know, or yeah, just maybe explain like what's been your testing strategy like to try to find that winner because everyone's goal is to, you know, find what's working. Uh, what's been your approach to to test? Okay, so I, I really like untapped product, uh, trending products like right now, currently trending, and then also very old products. So oh. kind of the two, the two ones that I, I named, those are most of my winners, but a lot of times, these winning products, they're constantly recycled. So let's just say a kind of heater device is very popular in November and then it quickly goes viral. It's flatlined the whole year until next November. Somebody reintroduces it, boom, it goes viral again. So yeah. that's kind of the, the that's kind of the approach there. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Awesome, man. And uh, and with your uh, ad strategy, what's what's been kind of your approach there and, and what platforms have you been working with? Yeah, so I'm primarily Facebook ads. And uh-huh. um, so my testing strategy is that I'm quantity. I'm all about quantity. Some other dropshippers are more about quality. Like they want to put their best efforts into testing, into the product page, into the video ads, which, you know, that, that's, that's their strategy. And I'm not dissing that. My strategy mm-hmm. is I do minimally viable work. So a minimally viable test, a minimally viable product page. Everything looks good. It's not perfect, but everything looks good enough to be yeah. able to achieve purchases. So within three days of testing, if I'm not able to get any sales or if the data doesn't look good, like data as in like add to carts, initiate checkouts, cost per clicks, if that doesn't look good within the first two to three days, then I'm going to extrapolate that data and say that, okay, if this campaign ran for seven days, it still probably would not do good. So therefore I'm going to save my losses and move on to the next product simply because I know that there's one product out there and I've experienced these products many times. So I'm already kind of going with the flow. These products look very good on day one to day three. So if it doesn't look good on day one to day three, it's not worthy. That's what yeah. I Yeah. 
And it's good that you have a, a, a cutoff point as well. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I tell you, I've seen some people, you know, some people that have been taking action, but I've also seen people that get emotionally attached to the product. Like Definitely. they believe in the product and, you know, people, they, they come to our, our workshop and this, this guy, I mean, I swear, I think he must've spent over $2,000 and he came to our like Facebook ads workshop in Chicago. And he's like, he's like, show me how to run my Facebook ads to make this losing product a winner. And I was like, I was like, man, that's not how it works, man. I was like, what are you uh, selling? And it was like, I don't know, some leather wallet that he was in love with. I was like, nobody wants it, bro. Just find a product that people want. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like, like literally the horror story of a lot of my students. They're just spending way too much money on these products. Like they have yeah. no idea what's cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Sorry. Yeah. So hopefully with the listeners, if you're listening, you know, don't get emotionally attached to the, to the products, have your own methodology and, you know, maybe, maybe you can help share yours. Like what's, what's your, you know, cutoff point to know that, okay, I'm going to stop investing in, in this product and move on to the next one. Yeah. So um, I, I did release these numbers in Obrillo's video. So if any listeners want to check that out too, just uh, my name, Paul Lee on Obrillo. Cool. Yeah. General. Um, but yeah. So if the cost per, if the cost per unique link click is above $2, that means simply the targeting is off or the creative is not enticing enough for them to click on the specific link. So I usually kill that ad set. Um, and then if by $10 it doesn't have any ads cards or initiated checkouts per ad set, then it gets killed. And then between 15 to 18, 15 to $20, no sales, it gets killed. So mm. let's say if it does get sales, this is also a big mistake too. Just because an ad set gets killed, gets sales does not mean that it's not going to be killed in the, in the future. It will mm -hmm. be killed if it doesn't get above a 1.8 ROAS in two to three days. That's generally my rule. And I did catch that on, on the video. I mean, you dropped a lot of value on that Oberlo video. Um, so I would say for the audience, we'll leave a link in the show notes, um, but definitely check it out because I mean, you were, you were covering, you know, some of the winning products, your methodology, the numbers behind it. Um, so I thought uh, you did a great job on there for sure. So for congratulations sure. with that. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was great. Man, this is awesome, man, for sure. And you know, one of the things that it reminded me of is like, what are you doing now to kind of keep yourself on, on the edge? Yeah. So right now I'm constantly testing other strategies. So I listened to your last podcast. I think it was with Chris uh, Waller. I think. Oh yeah. 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 And Dennis as well. I listened to them. The, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to see like, what are others doing? Because everybody's doing Facebook ads. I want to see if like, okay, these guys are doing Google ads. I want to try to implement that on top of what I'm doing. I see yeah. that people are using TikTok, TikTok now. I'm like, okay, now I want yeah. to utilize that too. So it's kind of like I have a system that works, but I don't want to be safe with that system. I want to be trying to implement these other strategies that people aren't simply not using. Um, yeah. Some people specifically only use YouTubes or like influencers. So I, I just kind of try to learn as much as I can, try to implement it, put it into my system and have it be seamless. Um, so I'm doing that in terms of the dropshipping side. Almost, I'm very focused on making it an asset and an almost like automated machine that runs on itself with the help of VAs and, and other systems in place. That way, yeah. I'm simply the investor. I simply put my money into it, money spits back out. I'm simply the visionary. I'm simply the creative person that decides 
I like this product. I don't like this product. Uh, I'm not the one working in the business. I'm working on the business. Yeah. Um, so that's in terms of my job shipping side, my store side. And then I also do mentorship. So I figured that, you know, I've already have four years of experience. A lot of these new beginners, I can simply provide them a shortcut if they just, if they just simply follow what I say. So it's like weekly calls. I tell them you should test these products. You should not test these products. It's very one-on-one, -on -one, very direct. Yeah, that's really awesome, man. And, uh, and you touched on a couple of great points, you know, one about, yeah, the Google ads itself, you know, I think there's, there's something there where, you know, there's been a big shift of, of everybody, you know, the masses, you know, shift into to Facebook ads. Um, but now it, it's, it's leaving some open ends on, on Google ads in, in a unique way. Um, and like you said, you know, testing, testing new strategies to find out what works because, you know, I, I see, you know, different claims out on the internet. Some people say, Oh, drop shipping's dead or this and that. I was like, you know, no drop shipping has been around since like the beginning of e-commerce and uh, you know, it's been around a long time and it evolves. And uh, I would even say up to this point, you know, it's going to evolve into something else, a new mashup, a new technique. And, you know, like you described, you know, as you're running your business, you know, you're testing new strategies and you're looking for ways to automate it because you're treating it like a business. Uh, so those are a lot of great tips. Hopefully the listeners are, are capturing that for sure. And, and I like that you touched on the, the mentorship and I was curious about, you know, the story behind that. So the mentorship that, that you're offering, you call it Ecom Swift. Is yeah. it, maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So it's on ecomswift.com if anybody's interested. So basically my whole idea was that it took me roughly a year to make $112,000. And, you know, to some listeners that might seem, you know, pretty good. And it is, it is pretty good. Yeah. But the fact is I, I, pr I probably could have made that in like a month if I had known the things that I knew now. So my whole thing is that I never had that support. I was always very confused when I was first started job shipping. Cause like I listened to this guy, listened to this person buy this course. I asked the person that made the course questions, never gets back to you. Facebook groups, kind of <laughs> hearing answers from everybody. There's no yeah. personal person I can look up to. Like that's kind of leading me by the hand, essentially. So I had made so many costly mistakes and it took way too, what took way too long, essentially. So I um, initially started this mentorship program and kept it very exclusive to very private number of people. And I still do that, only 10 per month. And uh, it's just a way for me to just tell them exactly what to do, exactly like the, the shortest amount of uh, things to do in order to actually start getting results or to start being on the road to getting results. Yeah. So it, it's just, I, I essentially call it like the shortcut approach. And it's good to hear. And, and even that you even have a cap on it because you know, you know, your time is valuable and limited and you can only devote so much. It's the same way with the thing that I, that I had started with this, um, I, I call it dropship funnels. It's like a done for you service where that was kind of like my approach. I was like, you know, how do I help people get unstuck? And I used to say, I was like, you know, you know, with every, you know, there's no lack of information at this point and with everything out there and with, with what everybody's teaching, with what you shared on YouTube and all that stuff, I was just like, I was like, aside from me doing it for you, it doesn't get any easier than this. Like, you know, you just need to take action, dive in. Then I was just like, well, maybe I should try. I know that's what I did this last month is like, let me try as like a beta 
a done for you service where I actually help people one-on-one and get through there. And I think it's in a similar fashion, what you're doing, you're helping people one-on-one, exactly. um, but you can only work with a, with a certain number. Um, and I, I think it's a great thing that, that you're doing. So uh, that's awesome stuff. So that's something that, that you're going to continue throughout, uh, throughout this next year. Uh, I think so. I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's getting a little overwhelming, um, especially if my phone's blowing up all day with the questions. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be kept alive for at least a couple of months. So. Yeah. Yeah. So for the audience, if you're listening, you'll see that. Uh, and, you know, I feel the same way. It's like you want to give back, but your time is, you know, everybody only has 24 hours in a day. And, you know, you want to help people with value. So it's that balancing act. Um, so I would say for the audience, you know, if you're, you know, connecting with, with Paul, uh, then I'd say, you know, take action and reach out right away because, uh, you know, these kind of opportunities don't last. And, uh, just like you said, I feel the same way. Like, you know, that's why I worded it as like, for me, it was a beta test and let me help these people. You know, yeah, they're getting sales on the first day, which I was excited about. So, that's awesome. uh, so stuff coming out, man. Yeah, this is great stuff for sure. And, you know, we're doing our part, uh, you know, for me, and maybe you can even share that. What's been the motivation behind, you know, wanting to, to, to help others in, in the space? So the questions that my mentees ask, it's kind of makes me have a flashback to when I was in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I really try to tell them exactly what I did and what I'm doing right now. So it's, it's a way for me to essentially tell them to not make the cost of mistakes as well as just do the minimally, like do only the required tasks instead of doing all this upfront work, do only this amount of tasks. Cause like we only have a month to work together. So it's, it's very like very uh, time uh, sensitive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the thing that made me really try the motivation was that, I had been in their shoes before, so essentially I, yeah. I essentially am kind of responsible in, in a way to essentially, when you make $10,000 a month or like $100,000 a month, you essentially still feel like the same person. Your emotions are relatively still the same. You still feel like the same. So, yeah. and, and a lot of times when I'm operating my job shipping businesses, it's just me working by myself and also my VAs in other countries. So it's not really that much of a relationship. Um, and it's just like, when I used to work at a nine to five job, I used to have a lot of friends. I used to have a lot of, you know, like I used to be around a lot of people all the time. When you're yeah. not sure, a lot of times it's just that you're just simply by yourself. So yeah. it gives me that feeling of having that influence, having that uh, responsibility and, and also giving me kind of a, yeah, that sense of responsibility. Like I'm not yeah. just responsible for my success. I'm also responsible for their success. Cause once they pay me, I'm like, you know, they trusted me to, give me that money in order for them to get results. So it's a lot of responsibility on my part. And um, yeah. Yeah. And it feels, no, that's great, man. Yeah. It feels really good. Once my students get those results too. It's like, I was responsible for that. There there were, of course there were too. Um, Yeah. It always feels great. Yeah. No, true, man. And, uh, and I, and I, and I like the words that you used, meaning that, you know, responsibility, you know, you, uh, accepted someone's money and, you know, you feel responsible to make sure that they're going to have success. And I think that's powerful. Number one. And then number two, like you're describing is that sense of fulfillment that, okay, you know, you're having your own success. You have this knowledge 
that you acquired, you know, through your own experience, like most people, you know, if you find something, a great opportunity, you want to share it, you know, with, with others who, who are hoping to achieve the same thing or something similar. So, you know, being able to offer that and make a difference is, uh, in somebody's life is, is powerful and fulfilling. That's great stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same way. Like, you know, it's, it's part of the motivation why, you know, starting the podcast, trying to trying to direct people that have been keeping it real like yourself and to avoid the the scams and the fakes that are out there too, right? Because, you know, if you look on YouTube and if you search on keywords, you know, you're not sure if some of these Lambo gurus are the real deal or if they're you know, fakes or, you know, something like that. People don't know what to believe. It, it gets a little, uh, people don't know what to believe out there on the internet anymore. Um, sure. So yeah. I do my best to do the research and, you know, through the network and with what you guys started in that Facebook group, now you're building a community there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with what you're doing with the, with the mentorship one-on-one, you know, you're building a, you know, kind of like a close group. Right. And uh, it's, it's just a really great thing. And uh the sense of fulfillment, making an impact in, in someone's life is powerful for sure, man. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's great stuff. Is there uh, is there any like, uh, like standout uh, success story, maybe from one of the, one of the people that you've been working with that you'd like yeah. to share? Yeah. So one of my early mentee students, and he's actually the one that's stuck around for the longest time. He's still my mentee right now. Uh, so he had a product, he was making about $2,000 a month from it. And it was not even break even negative. So essentially we just, instead of going through structured route. So in my mentorship, we have a very structured route. First create the store, do product research, product testing kind of goes like that for him. He already had a product that had potential. So we just decided to skip everything else. Just focus on that one product. And then we just scaled it up as much as we could. We had fresh ad creatives, you know, fresh new targeting, fresh new strategies and everything like that. And um, yeah, we were able to go from 2000 to 20,000 within the first month. And then every single month since that, he's been able to scale to around twenty to forty thousand. I think, uh, I think about wow. thirty-five thousand last month. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely good results from him. Yeah. And then, um, and then another one of my students, he just joined last week, and he already hit his thousand-dollar day. So that's already <laughs> awesome. pretty awesome. Man. Awesome, man. That's great stuff for sure. I love that. Yeah, that's great. And it goes to show, like, like you said, you know, you some of your earlier mentees sticking with you i mean that goes to show you know what you've been delivering as far as value and following through you know on your service so that says a lot right there for sure powerful stuff man so it actually has me curious so what does a day in your life look like now as you're running your business yeah so uh, i wake up around 11 o'clock i go to my office 12 to 5 it's pretty much dedicated mentee mentorship time or 12 to four, something like that, mentorship time. So that's calls and texts. And then after that time, pretty much I just take a lot more caffeine and I go right into my job <laughs> inside. And then um, that's pretty much it for the rest of the day. I work until, I'm in my office until like 11 p.m., 12 p.m. So I pretty much work all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and then, so after I'm done with mentorship, it's either dropshipping or it's either other businesses on the side, like maybe YouTube, stuff like that. You're killing it, man, for sure. Treating it like a business. 
Well, I tell you, man, I, I know we're uh, coming close to, to the end of the hour and I want to be respectful of, of your time. Actually, it just reminded me, is it cool to follow up with you maybe six months from now, see how things are going? Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Hey, that'll be great, man, for sure. Well, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away. Okay. Um, so whether it's dropshipping or not, you really have to decide what does your life ideal life look like and pretend that you could design it like you have a pen and you could literally design where you stay at the friends you have the the kind of money you make and realize that you actually have that ability and i had no like i had so many limiting beliefs once you get rid of those limiting beliefs you just find a business opportunity that really sticks with you and then just focus all in on that it doesn't have to be job shipping it could be anything else but really just focus on one and especially become an expert at it. Do your due diligence. You're not going to see any results probably in the first three months, like just statistically speaking. And you really have to go all in on that and uh, just you know really convince yourself that you are worthy and this will happen for you. So I, I think that's it. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, powerful stuff, man, for sure. Paul, man, you dropped a lot of value here. And uh, I'd say for the audience listening, we'll have the links in the show notes. Be sure to, to follow Paul, but really great stuff, man. Glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout out. And remember, you're just one product away.